Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. You don't think that lame ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Hallelujah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. That's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. Welcome into episode 112 of 11 Personnel. A special twofer this week as we get ready for the start of college football season. I am Nick Roush with Adam Luckett. And we are presented today by our good friends at La Rosa's, the fantastic pizzeria that you've come to learn and love from the Cincinnati area. It's now in central Kentucky. They have three locations and there's no better way to enjoy week zero of college football than by cozying up to a fantastic pizza from La Rosa's. Uh, chow down, sit back, relax, because college football is here and the thing is like they got a lot more than just pizza that square pizza so good they've also got 40 i mean 40 menu items wings hoagies fries desserts they've got everything take breadsticks oh man can't do pizza without breadsticks like go to a pizza place you gotta have breadsticks i like that like peanut butter and jelly i like that cheesy bread too you know that's like i mean it's just the absolute best you can get it at larosa's take your game day to the next level, visit LaRosas.com to order pickup delivery or 
head on over to their dining room and enjoy a nice sit-down evening with Samorosa's family pizzeria. Uh, like it, before we get into some items of the day, we've got a week zero slate to go through. It's an actual slate. It's not just one game. There's a couple on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also I got the spreads pulled up right now. Oh, man. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I was looking at SP plus projections. I mean, I'm just I'm foaming at the mouth over here. <laughs> but we, we also have to finally name our G5 team of the year, which uh, we, we might need to come up with a good catchy like uh, Logan. Yeah, like not 11 personnel is a G5 team of the year like um i don't know uh our g5 dog i don't i don't i don't know i don't know how we we phrase that but we got we, we will finally reach that conclusion the long wait is almost over but first let's talk a little bit about what happened this week in practice uh liam cohen absent he's busy uh busy having a baby yeah it sounds like he's been out all week i, I know believe. Which I, I think that's would worry some, but like I'm pretty sure that they knew that this was coming. They scheduled accordingly, and we got the big dog. It's kind of nice having him just go up there and talk about everybody. And he did have some some great quotes too. Um, my favorite one was when asked about Cedric Dort, you know, losing his starting job. He said, "This ain't no charity." <laughs> I We're, love about uh, like every. Every other player that was mentioned, he'll, he doesn't. He's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smoke no. rig, which smoke is on and on about, and on. T- smoke has talked about a ton, but right. um, they asked you know if he'd been out there because he missed you know some games or not some games, some practices early on, maybe a week. It's or missed so. games in his career. Yeah, both, both seasons he's played, he he's had to deal with the injury bug. So Vince said, I think he yeah, can smell that. Vince said, I think you can smell that game week coming around because <laughs> you yeah. can't make the club in the tub. And they, there's a lot of talent in running backs in there. Um, and I know we mentioned a lot when he made the move, mm-hmm. but, you know, Mike Drennan. He, yeah, Drennan, I think he's got a huge opportunity here uh, with the McLean news, with McLean sitting out right now, Jatom mm-hmm. McLean. Because I think the plan originally was, all right, he wasn't really in the mix there at receiver. Let's move him to running back. Just kind of get his feet wet this year, maybe throw him in every once in a while, and then next year he can maybe be a real piece for us. But now I think it's opened up an opportunity where he's probably getting legit real reps mm-hmm. with the ones and twos in practice. So he's going to have a chance here to play, especially if that injury bug bites. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of the stuff they're going to do with some two-back sets and splitting out, I think he would have to be a big part of that, um, maybe as the guy they use in the slot or whatnot. So if something happened to Smoke, I think you could see him get some real game reps. So he's a guy like I, I think we need to watch here in the first few weeks of the season um, to see if he's able to make any type of moves. Yeah, and I'm curious how much he has picked up at that running back position because yeah, he's got that, juice though. That's the thing I like him with the ball in his hands. He can make plays happen. So it's just you got to give him some reps there. Uh, but it's sounding like he's a lot more comfortable there, and Settle really wanted him. Yeah, yeah. They're making sure we know that multiple people have talked about that already. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was wondering too, what the, uh, who are they going to go with, with Mc, if McLean's out week one, which that, that got moved to the grand jury, you know, the timetable's uncertain. They have, you know, two months 
um, or they could do it. I don't think they're going to wait that long. I, I could imagine it going to a grand jury next week. I mean, you don't take five months to build a case and then two more months to present it, you know? Right. I, so I, I think it would move rather swiftly, but it's probably safe to say that you're not going to have McLean week one. So now I- insert who's RB three Lavelle Wright got a lot of hype in the spring. Uh, Liam Combe was really impressed with how he took up the offense. And also, you know, he's a pretty versatile guy as well, too. I mean, the one of the greatest, I mean, when I think of Wright, I think of that play he had against Douglas where he caught a pass and then just broke like 17 tackles to get right. in the field goal range. Mm-hmm. So, so my, I, I don't know who they would go with there first. And it, I think a lot of it just comes down to how much did, did Mike Drennan, you know, it's also a guy, I think, committee. Like, what do you need at that point of the game? That's true. Like, you need to pound the rock, you know, get churn out some first downs. Probably Lavelle Wright. If you need more, um, if you don't need to pound the rock, if you're trying to split it out a little bit, play in space a little bit more, mm-hmm. it'll be Mike Drennan. So a lot of that's kind of, kind of a feel thing. I think, obviously, Chris Rodriguez is the alpha, the dude, the guy they're going to ride. But after that, it can be very much a committee approach there at RB2. I mean, I think you could see, as of right now, those three guys, Lavelle Wright, Mike Drennan, and Cavassier Smoke, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a healthy rotation there when it comes to mm-hmm. getting the next guy involved. Definitely, definitely. And, you, you know, you kind of mentioned how they're, the absence of McLean's an opportunity for yeah, the other guys. Yeah, right. It, I mean, it was pointing to where he was going to kind of be – Felt like he was going to be the guy for them mm-hmm. in the offense, and then it was going to transition into him potentially next year being, you know, RB one. Um, but now that he's out for that time being, it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a big opportunity. And well, I'm just I'm just really excited. I just want to see Drennan because he's got the like I said, he's got the juice. You throw on his high school tape. He's got the credentials. Yeah, he can he, play he fits that bill. Yeah. Right. Um, but and, and that goes back to the other person who got some valuable opportunities this preseason because of an injury was Trevin Wallace. He was getting a bulk. I mean, you called it last podcast that he's going to start. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that will be the case now that Jacquez Jones is back in practice. If he's practicing, you know, a week or two before, I would imagine they're going to give him the green light. But I would imagine that there's still going to be a pretty healthy rotation there, especially against well, Louisiana Monroe. You know, platoon. I think we're going to see a platoon there at Mike Linebacker. <laughs> I think the um, it could be, in hindsight, Nick, this could be a great thing. Because um, Jones probably, he's played a lot of football. I don't know, like, how much he really needs all these practice reps. Right. I mean, three full seasons. For ga- he really needs them just for game shape. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, everything else he's kind of seen. Especially at this scheme, I think it's something that he's familiar with. Uh, it's, it was very similar to one he ran at Ole Miss when Mike McIntyre was there as a the coordinator, uh, Matt, Matt Luke's last season, I believe. But for Wallace, he just needs all – you know, he's a little bit raw. He needs everything – you know, all the reps he can get. And so this fall camp, he's gotten a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And so we talk, we've heard the coaches talk about him being swimming a little bit, but also good, bad, but good, bad, which I think it's fair. And I think it's going to be good long-term, and it's probably going to – um, lower his learning curve through the season because he's got, already gotten all these, I think, high-quality reps during fall camp. Well, and I, I've been going through interviews we had with true freshmen at UK Football Media Day. And listening back to Wallace's comments from a post yesterday, there was a lot of, yeah, you know, I, I do. <laughs> he didn't necessarily say, like, 
I don't want to play right away, but there was a part of it. He's like, it's a big transition and I don't want to get thrown in the fire right away. Having Jones back does allow you to play Wallace where he's comfortable. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you aren't putting a ton on his shoulders, but you're also letting him learn faster than normal. So like, I'm really lucky. Like it doesn't get really, a, 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 it's not a more ideal situation. I mean, I can't even come up with. One yeah, absolutely. He gets like all of these preseason practice reps. Um, and then he doesn't have to be the guy day one. So it works out perfectly for him, especially a guy that, I mean, I didn't realize that until media day was that he had just, I mean, he moved to defense as a junior, but he mm-hmm. missed the whole season pretty he much. Probably he played four games as a junior, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he has one season, one full season as a linebacker. And a lot of that season, too, he was lined up as, like, an edge rusher. So, th- this yeah. is – he needs that that those reps badly. Yeah, we talked about it last podcast, but I think if everything hits this year, I think the storyline is just going to be the portal for this Kentucky football team if everything hits because – Offensively, obviously, there's the three big ones, and they all it's not like they all happen at once, they all happen spaced out through the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, certain circumstances got them each guy, and then on defense, like having Jock Quest Jones has been the ultimate Jamin Davis insurance, really. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Um, because it it gives you as, as like a stopgap, pretty much. You know what you have in Jock Quest Jones, he's not Jamin Davis, but no. he's a solid player but it's going to allow you to kind of grow this young linebacker who you think can turn into, you know, an all SEC star, another draft pick, a legit kind of could be kind of a program changing talent on defense. And it's allowing you to slowly bring him along, which, you know, I think it's great. I think hindsight, like these transfer portal additions, what it's going to maybe allow Kentucky to do could just be the story of the season. Yeah. I, uh, and we mentioned transfer portal. That was another big talking point at practice this week was just folks marveling at Will Levis's arm strength um, and what he's done so Reaching far Paul practice. Bunyan levels for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, pure arm strength, I mean, it's the best of the Supes era. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, We've talked – and that's been the kind of the, um, the talking point ever since Levis was added. We've talked about that a lot here on the podcast. You throw on the tape, you see it, but even – as soon as you saw the TikTok videos, you're just like, well, there hasn't been a guy that could do that here. It was kind of fun. And then uh, you see it in practice, too. I think it really kind of shows up. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's not just – it's it's not winding up everything you got into it and throw it 70 yards down the field. Yeah. The ball, the ball sounds different coming off his hand, and it gets on guys fat, like – yeah, it's got yeah. it gets very fast velocity in a snap, like on those intermediate digs, like those fifteen to eighteen yard routes. That that ball gets on top of those guys quick. And Isaiah Epps said yesterday, I believe he said, "If you don't, you better be, you better be on it, or he's gonna, or he, it's gonna hit you in the head. You know, you better be ready." And so that that to me, and that 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 kind of velocity that he can deliver, that just helps you as a quarterback if you have that kind of trait because. Your windows are just bigger if you can if you got arm talent like that. Right, right. Uh, like for Bo Allen, he's going to have to be an an anticipatory, anticipatory master. Like he's got to see things, you know, a step and a half ahead almost. Levis can just where Levis doesn't window. right. Levis doesn't need like he can get the ball there faster. Mm-hmm. So it's it just a bigger window. Now that, that's that's not everything, um, but that certainly doesn't hurt for sure. No, no, do, doesn't hurt 
at all. One thing that he does that's pretty fun after practice. I know we've seen him do the thing where we're going to hit the the up, we're going to hit the crossbar from fifty yards out or whatever it may be. That's you know that all quarterbacks do that. Something I hadn't seen before. He was waiting for interviews and they were you know on the sideline by the goalpost, so I don't know twenty yards out, and the quarterbacks were trying to th- hit hit the uprights actually from like they were trying to sideswipe the uprights in levis i mean i think i saw him hit two out of three or three mm-hmm. out of five you know like and that i was just like oh that's a fun little game like i hadn't seen that before and he's the best athlete of the bunch too in that quarterback room we do we do forget about that too like he was their running option <laughs> like they're gonna be able to run quarterback power on third and two if they want to and get first downs yeah, I, I liked uh, – actually, I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. The Lebertard show was talking about Will Levis looking like a snack, like a thick Pat McAfee, and it was just like <laughs> – Well, like, that's the first thing I kind of noticed at uh, media day was he's a little bigger than I thought he was. Yeah. And, and he's put together. I'm curious how it will look in pads because Terry Wilson looked big in pads but not necessarily with the shoulder pads off, you know? Like, I – I bet Levis, if he gets one of those quarterback jackets on, I bet he's going to look like a tree trunk out there. Love it. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see just how they use him this year and just what it looks like this passing. I think it's going to be kind of a breath of fresh air for a lot of people just to see some of the arm talent, Mm -hmm. you know, see how they – because a lot of times when Terry went deep, there were some throws that just were just – just wasn't even in the ballpark kind of thing. No, no. And then when Steven Johnson was hurt, it was the same thing. And it's just kind of been the issue for the offense. I, I think Levis, that really won't be an issue. It's just going to get be delivering with timing and accuracy and all that. And mm-hmm. if he's able to do that, and it sounds like that accuracy has been better than they expected, I believe. Um, it's what it sounded like in camp. He can be, you know, he can be a really a good starter. And the passing game is good for Kentucky it could be trouble for a lot of teams on their schedule. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. So we only have eight days until we get to watch Kentucky football, but there's plenty of football in this weekend. Uh, tonight, it's it's not college football, but we have the Kroger KSR game of the week going to Lexington Catholic. Unfortunately, we can't get Grant Bingham and Johnson Central. They had to back out. So instead, we've got PC, Pulaski County, who they've been they've been near the top of 5a for quite some time so that that should be where is pulaski county nick somerset somerset okay yeah yeah um uh not not them and the briar the briar patchers are big briar jumpers yeah briar jumpers not not to take shot i've actually never actually no i watched thon maker and uh deandre ayton play against one another at pulaski county high school (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was at one of those grind session games and Sasha Clea Jones mm-hmm. was there and I was interviewing him for thing on KSR. So that's, that's my one experience at PC. I've been to Somerset before. They've got a really cool new stadium. Never been to Southwestern. So Pulaski County high school in Somerset, Kentucky enrollment 1200 and the 
2019 school year. They the Marat the I believe they're either the the Maroons or the Pirates. The Maroons or the Maroons, yeah. but their mascot's a pirate. There they you go. they played in an it was I think they lost this playoff game. Uh, forgive me if I'm mistaken in this, but I just remember the playoff game they played in last year, and it was an absolute mud bowl. It might have even been against Southwestern, but I specifically remember the Maroons playing in a crazy game where it was just one of those where every jersey, like you could barely see the numbers. It was just completely covered in mud. People were falling all over the place. Good old school. It reminds me of that old CSAA Little League, like it whenever you yeah. just, it was just going to be a slot fest. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'd throw you in the back of the pickup truck and take you home and wash you down with a hose. Like it, it, it was one of those kind of games. Reggie Hansen, a former Kentucky basketball player. Went to Pulaski County. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Reggie. Uh, there's also a game on television tonight. You can watch a uh, future mm-hmm. Wildcat, uh, Andre Stewart, and both uh, those teams, Nick. Those both of them teams got dudes on it. Oh, like, so there's like six or seven of those guys are going to play in, probably in the NFL if everything goes right in college. Like that's that's a that's about a biggest heavyweight matchup as you can get. It's North Cobb High School. Yes, and um, Milton, Alfred Georgia. and Milton High School. Both yeah. in Metro Atlanta. That's a that's a big game. Like I mean, the Metro Atlanta. There's probably like five or six schools that are just stacked, and these are two of them. I remember. If you're not Milton. doing anything. I would turn that game on. That game's going to be fun. Seven p.m. ESPN two. I remember when Scalzo was doing the QB one thing. They got shellacked by Milton, like mm-hmm. taken to the woodshed. And they had a really good team. You know, they won their five A six A state championship the year before. But like Milton, they've got some dogs. Like you said. The, the two guys you watch for North Cobb, Andre Stewart's a cornerback. I'm sure he's playing some wide receiver for him as well. And then Josh Josephs is a linebacker that's visited uh, Kentucky quite a bit. Now, you know, Kentucky might be in a good spot for that one. The other cornerback for North Cobb, too, is a guy by the name of Marquise Groves Killebrew. He's currently committed to Georgia, but he is from Louisville. Hmm. He's from Louisville, I'm pretty sure, and he moved when he was young. But Kentucky is still recruiting him. And they're still knocking on that door a little bit, and they might be able to get him for a visit this year. Um, that's something I think they're working on. But that's a that's a hell of a tandem, him and Andre Stewart at cornerback. Andre Stewart, I think, is being slept on by a lot of people. I think you're going to see some SEC schools try to get involved. I think Tennessee's trying to knock on the door right now. He got invited to the opening, played out there. Pretty good. Ball He's a play. dude. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players in the class right now. He's a dude. And so I, I will, that's a commitment I would love to see Kentucky hang on to and then – Joshua Josephs, um, that, that edge player for, uh, for North Cobb as well. Kentucky's got some ground to make up. Sounded like Tennessee might be the favorite there. I know Michigan's in the mix. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a loaded matchup. And then on the other side, Levius Overton, who might be the best junior in high school football. Oh, his mom was a Kentucky. Was yeah, his mom was a volleyball player at UK. And, uh, and Kentucky, Kentucky just made his top 12. It's sounding like Clemson. Uh, might be the favorite there, right? As of right now, maybe he's the number Georgia one player in, in yeah. 2023. He's <laughs> yeah, he's if, no slot for any of those those top top ten players in Georgia or top ten national players in Georgia or especially in Atlanta. Excuse me. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be a Georgia Clemson recruiting battle because those are the kind of two schools that are running uh, Metro Atlanta recruiting right now. So over ten, that's that's a big pipe dream. But um, to get him. If you, Kentucky plays well this year, beats Georgia, maybe, you know, mom's like, eh, I miss Lexington. You know, the, the, yeah. the door is at least cracked. So. Kentucky's just stay on the list and yeah. see if you can get him on campus and just see what happens. And maybe, you know, he's getting ready to sign with Georgia, and then they fire their coaches three days before signing day, a la yeah. Auburn. 
Trevor Walls. And I think, you know, it's I think it's right now in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure it's Amar Stewart and new mm-hmm. assistant Chris Collins kind of tag teaming um, the whole city together. Yeah, and that, that would be nice to be able to – I mean, even if you don't get the number one guys from Atlanta, the, the guys right behind them aren't yeah. too bad mm-hmm. either. <laughs> yeah, but just keep an eye on that – like, remember that name, Gross Killebrew. That could be a big kind of late target for Kentucky that kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, we'll see maybe if Georgia – who else they get in that secondary? Just, just just keep an eye on him. Well, it won't come out of nowhere for 11 personnel listeners. I'll tell you that. Uh, and it's man, what we're here for. What we're really here for is to talk about week zero. College football is officially back. And to get in on winning season, you got to get in the action at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the best place to get a little coin, get a little cheddar in while you're watching these week zero college football games, first time players can get started by doubling your first deposit gives you more power power to add excitement to the games. You love college football odds, boost NFL lock of the season and over 500,000 in contest prizes are live on site to make this winning season. Your best ever with my bookie. We got a historic 18 week schedule. More action than ever before, and week zero is here. You won't find a better place than my bookie. Do the smart thing, sign up with my bookie, and use our promo code PERSONNEL to get your first deposit match dollar for dollar. That means $50 is turning to 100 if you use the code PERSONNEL, P-E-R-S-O-N-N-E-L. Make that first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. See, like it. For folks, we got some picks. Yeah, we got some picks right now to get in there. It's it's perfect. Let's get some picks. Let's get some money. Look it. I'm not going to ask you for your lock of the week, but I we do need to start with Big Noon Saturday. It's the only significant. It's only Power Five matchup, and it's what everybody wants in their opening week. Who needs Miami versus Florida when you can have Nebraska at Illinois? It's going to be around 90 degrees at Memorial Stadium, Champaign. Going to get sweaty Brett Bielema taking on Scott Frost. Right now the Huskers are laying a touchdown, seven points on the road um, per Caesar Sportsbook that totals 54-and-a-half. If you wanted a money line, Nick, you could get Illinois at plus 220. So pretty good odds if you think Illinois is going to win there. Um, but when I look at this game, like, Bielema is the coach over there for a reason. Like, their roster in Illinois is in pretty rough shape. I know they returned a lot of super seniors and all that. but Most super seniors in college football. Nebraska's got the better quarterback. If you had, if you rank the top ten players in this game, I think Nebraska could have eight or nine of them. Um, you add that in with like it's a huge game. Plus, Illinois kind of embarrassed Nebraska last year. Yeah, I, I like Nebraska here laying the seven. Like if Nebraska has to win this game um, to even to even have a shot at a good season, I even think they I think they're headed towards a five and seven type year. But I think they're going to be ready for this one. Well, and I, I, I think Nebraska is going to handle this one by double digits. The Scott Frost seat is kind of – it's pretty toasty. It, yeah, it's more than lukewarm for sure. And when you lose to Illinois, like I, I didn't even know that happened last year. You can't mm-hmm. hide that loss this year because it's opening week. Everybody is going to be watching this game. You can't have a letdown here. And I know you know they don't have Wondell Robinson anymore. They lost their best athlete. But it doesn't matter. You can't lose to Brett Bielma in opening week. If you're wondering why this is a week zero game, it was supposed to originally be in Dublin until COVID right. happened. Um, but I just, if if I, I think I'm going to, I, I'm not good at totals like it. I admittedly am not. 
but it's a really thin slate. So I think I've just got to play the under here because, I mean, they scored a bunch. Principal, Big Ten West principal. Yeah, you know, and, and it's week zero. You expect a bunch of turnovers. It's going to be sloppy. So uh, I think I saw it 55 and a half somewhere. It, that, that's what, a 28 to 21 game and you're so good? Or no, yeah. you're hitting the over yeah. there, I think. But 28-21 would be 49. Yeah, oh, so under. boom, in good hits. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't see that game hitting that over. I just can't. And that, like, that's a pretty decent sized number for a Big Ten West game. You know, this isn't a Nebraska or, excuse me, a Northwestern yeah. Illinois game with like this, a 30 point one. That total's calling for a 30, right, right around a 31 to 24 win for Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems high. I just, Nebraska's defense was actually graded out pretty well last year. They returned a bunch of starters. Illinois with me, they just don't have the talent, any talent on the roster is kind of the thing. Like they've got the most super seniors returning. But that doesn't but, mean that they're good. Well, that, yeah. Does that, what does that mean if they're, you know, they're not very good? Uh, yeah. Give me Nebraska there. Lay the seven with uh, Scott Frost. That's my number one play of the week. And if you're looking to chase oh, oh. later, your like, number one I, play I do, of the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're looking to chase later, New Mexico State's awful. They're, they didn't UTEP, play football U, last year. <laughs> UTEP is doing a de- – like, the coach at UTEP is doing a decent job. I think they won three games last year. Like, they're not great. But you, our New Mexico State is awful, awful. I would play UTEP minus 10 in that rivalry game. Like, New Mexico State is bad, bad. Like, Tarleton State beat them by, like, 30 in the spring. <laughs> they did so, have um, – I would Tarleton roll with State. the UTEP minors. Isn't Tarleton State – didn't they just start playing football as well? Yeah, they just came up from D2 or something. And then they played Dixie State and I think squeaked out a win. <laughs> oh, man. The um, – I, I – the only problem with betting that game is I don't know if you can find it on television. It's on like yeah, that Fox game is Sports not on TV. Yeah, it's on like Fox Sports Arizona, and yeah, you know, you'd be Sports. on the GameCast. Good, good luck finding that one. I, I, I actually think the UCLA game could potentially be fun, but I am as much as I think UCLA could have this breakout year. Chip Kelly, I don't think I don't know how much he gives a damn. He's one in five against the spread uh, in non-conference games as a head coach. That line too, when it opens at eleven and jumps to seventeen and a half, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's go. What's going on? I'm with fade the public. Take the Rainbow Warriors plus seventeen and a half. I'll be ro- rocking my Hawaii hat. You best believe that. Like it. And UCLA has LSU at home next week. Is it so next week out, or the following? It's next week. It's next Saturday at night. Okay. It's like. Yeah. It that game starts at eight thirty. LSU or not? Excuse me. Clemson Georgia is at seven thirty. So you watch the Clemson Georgia game, then you're going to get the fourth quarter of LSU. LSU UCLA, and they're they're on Man. Fox, but like UCLA, they're like I think UCLA is probably going to get out to an early lead there, start fast, but he's going to take the foot off the gas. I would imagine, pretty early there in the second half, and keep everything pretty close to the vest. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a line. That could be a game, Nick. Like if you like UCLA early, if you like UCLA, it might be best to like play them first quarter or first half. Mm-hmm. And then because I think there's going to be big time backdoor potential with Hawaii. Oh, man, that that's going to be great. I'm going to be watching that at a bar, just like cheering for the Hawaii to mm-hmm. pull off the coat. Todd Graham, former Arizona State, uh, yep. coach uh, out there. This this ain't your grandfather's Hawaii though. That's you know. Yeah, it's not Timmy Chang, Hawaii yeah, for sure. Yeah, Colt Brennan ain't throwing 
Rest in touchdowns. Peace. Yeah. RIP. Uh, Nick, I got an idea for our podcast this year. Okay. Like usually like we preview, like we talk about what happened in college football the week before kind of preview Kentucky's game, talk about Kentucky's game and then talk like he's the win. And then like sometimes we spend the last five minutes talking about the, the spread. Sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. I was thinking instead of this, like, cause we give out picks in, in other mediums. Yeah. Both of us. So I was thinking this year, what we'll do with, we do something a little different. Like we will pick each one each week. Once one of us will pick like our money line pick of the week. Oh, so, but now, now there's going to be stipulation. Like it has to be at least a seven point dog. Okay. So an upset. And then I'm going to, I'll, I will tally it throughout the season. And so, so just for a $20 bet, I will, I will tabulate and we'll do it throughout the year. And we'll see who, if we've lost money or made money off. Of okay. That. Okay. Because everybody yeah. looks, because I get asked all the time, who's an underdog you like to win? Um, who's this and that? Who's like a money line? Because that's, I think that's a popular bet people like to do. Just pick some, pick an underdog to yeah. win. Sprinkle five bucks on it or something. And so know. we'll, maybe we can come up with a catchy name for that. But at the end of every podcast, let's do that. So find your top money line dog, seven points or more, because yeah. that, then you're getting, you know, you're getting at least plus two, two, 200, 220 odds there. And then we'll see what we can, if we can yeah. win the people some money that's doing that, that's going to be almost impossible to find this week unless you're just going to ride. Yeah, it we won't do it this week. We'll start <laughs> start next week. But we'll start next week. And we're man, next week's slate of games. Thursday, you've got Friday night, Saturday. Is it? It's I'm, my favorite weekend of the year. It, I, I think they've got college Sunday football on Monday five nights too, in a row. Right? Yeah. yeah. You get Florida State, Notre Dame Sunday, Louisville, Ole Miss Monday, and Louisville, Ole Miss total is up there around seventy-seven. Dude, I got, I got. Ole Miss at only minus seven and a half, and I yeah, wish I would have bet got, more. It's jumped up there. I think <laughs> it's, it's up a, towards nine right now. I saw a nine and a half when I checked uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, let me see but, what Caesars has it at right now. Yeah, uh, Vegas Insider, the consensus has it at nine and a half. Um, yeah, Circus Sports is at ten. So uh, Caesars has nine and Ole Miss land nine and a half. Yeah, and that'll probably get to ten, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Get to yeah, 10. I would imagine so, especially. The, there's going to be a lot of late action on that game. <laughs> <laughs> that Monday, just chasing. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Max. The Monday night football effect. You know, Come five on. days of ga- – like, you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days of gambling leading into that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of late action on that game. So, one game I want to mention, and it'll help segue us, because UConn is another team that is playing in their – they're coming back after a year off, just like New mm-hmm. Mexico State. In Old uh, Dominion, the same way. This is their first game as an independent. They were in the AAC in 2019. They That's were supposed right. to be independent last year, but this is their first game as an independent, playing the Fresno State Bulldogs. And a lot of a lot of the computers actually have UConn as a cover here. Uh, it's at 27 and a half. I saw Fornelli picking them as like his dog of the week. Um, but I. I was doing some research as we pick our G5 team of the week. That's another thing. We need help braining this. We need help with our money line locks and also our G5. I don't I, I don't know exactly what we call it, but we've got to pick our G5 team. Fresno State does have a great quarterback in Ryan Hare, transferred from Washington, was fourth in the nation in passing yards per game last year. They put up some points. They're a fun brand of football, and unfortunately, like it, we're not cheering for them this weekend. They can get the hell out of here. No Fresno. Sorry, Kalen DeBoer. Sorry, Bulldogs. They had a lot of after dark opportunities for us, but 
Maybe mm-hmm. not this year. Maybe mm-hmm. if they have a good G season, they could be in the running next year. But Fresno State is they out, are not out of, the, out of the list. Our team. Look it. Maybe maybe we'll be on a Maxion team this year. Mm-hmm. I know. I know you're a big fan of the factory. I love me some factory. I love me some Chris Creighton. And I love. Lie. I know a lot of people hate Eastern Michigan around these parts. Yeah, but I love me some Eastern Michigan. I, I love me some Eastern Michigan too. But the thing is, like we are a podcast of the people. Some people still hold a grudge for the Terry Wilson injury. We do not. Football happens. But you know what? We are going to listen to the people, and we are not hopping on the factory's bandwagon this year. Eastern Michigan, get the hell out of here! <laughs> and then there were two across across the state. Yeah, we Western have Western Michigan and Kalamazoo. Is it going to be Western Michigan, the Broncos, who have a great quarterback, or is it going to be Carson Strong and the Nevada Wolfpack? Adam Luckett, who will be 11 personnel's G5 team of the year? Sorry, Caleb Ellaby. Sorry, Tim Lester. Sorry, Western Michigan Broncos. The How Mummy Array was just too tough to turn down. Oh. Two top 50 NFL draft prospects, Jay Norvell's oh. Nevada Wolfpack is 11 personnel's G5 something-something team of the year. We're still working on the branding, uh, but Nevada, it just they return currently too good. You got 20 starters back off a 7-2 and two team. They are a legit threat in the Mountain West. Currently have seven after-dark games scheduled. Just had to do it's, it, Nick. It's it, just had to be, it just had to be Nevada. Now, now we got to find some Nevada gear. Yeah, I, I notice our friends at home field, they don't have any, but we will find some. The only thing I don't like about Nevada – they do have a very mid two thousands look about them. Yes, you know where you're like, we're gonna try to be all cool, and it's like, no, that's not just a little mid two thousandsy. But I do like the blue and the gray, so we're gonna be rocking some. Or it's, it's more like blue and silver. It's much sharper than that because they're in the biggest little city in America, Reno, Nevada. So hell yeah, Reno, we are all about you. Maybe maybe we have to take a trip out to Reno, not not during football season, but like you know, I hear Reno's nice this time of year. How far is Reno from Vegas? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. It's one of those things too when you think about what out cities out west, they are much farther away than you anticipate. You're like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's not that far. No, it's very far. But here's the thing, like it, we could be hopping on the bandwagon at the perfect time. I know in the Mountain West. You obviously have Boise and oh wow, it's a seven hour drive. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> on the other side of Nevada. It's like next to Sacramento. Oh, okay, okay. Northern California, northern Nevada. Yeah. Um, and wait, we have to also agree. Are we Nevada or Nevada? It's Nevada. Nevada. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll say it how the locals say it. But we are officially on the Nevada bandwagon. I think if you look up their odds to win the conference, they're like fourth. So they're they're right there. They're and and it's like we're not picking favorites either. You know, San Jose State mm-hmm. won it last year. They were a great story. Um, I mentioned Boise earlier, but we're hopping on the Wolfpack at the perfect time. We're going to be howling all season long, and I, I'm 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 stoked. I'm glad that we have another team to pledge our allegiance to, Adam Luckett. Yeah, Nevada's in the opposite division of Boise State. So they could win that we could have a conference championship game there that Ooh. first weekend in December. Oh man, we're just gonna have to. I think they play that game on a Friday too, if I'm not mistaken. So we can watch that the night before Kentucky plays Alabama in the SEC championship game. So it works out perfectly. Works out perfectly. Things are looking up for 11 personnel. 
we just we just keep rising. We just can't we can't deny us. We just keep coming. Oh man! Well, I I hope you all enjoyed this special edition, this week zero edition of Live and Personnel. Before we get out of here, Nick. Okay. I just had a couple notes here. Emory Jones had a very bad camp in Florida. Not like good. there were some. He threw, I believe, three interceptions in one of their scrimmage. Um, it got to a point where Anthony Richardson, their backup, was getting a lot of reps with the ones. Um, there are quarterbacks coach went out and said he is QB one, but there's a lot of scuttlebutt there that there could be kind of a QB controversy brewing. Just keep an eye on that early. Um, it, it, would be, Ryan, it would ahead. be very Kentucky football if Jones sucks for a half against the Cats and then gets yeah. benched. You know. Anthony Richardson's got some strong Nick Fitzgerald vibes. Like, there's some questions about him as a passer, but as a runner, he could be trouble. Mm-hmm. And that kind of fits what Mullen wants to do. So just keep an eye on that. Um, we've talked about South Carolina. They've got all kinds of issues. Like, Holinsky. Uh, not Alinsky, excuse me. Um, Luke Doty might not be – like, Kentucky game could potentially be his first game back. Yeah. Evan Harris is back at practice, but he's wearing a non-contact jersey. still not taking hits. They brought a GA off the bench to be their quarterback. Oh, God, it's still so funny. It's also hilarious when you read all the other quarterbacks. Doty moved from wide receiver to quarterback. They had to carry on joining yes. receiver quarterback. Like, yes. They don't have anybody that – It's like some, just, jo- it's some Joker Phillips stuff going on. Oh, there. yeah. I mean, it's stuff that you hear about in high schools, not – SEC football programs. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan, uh, Ryan Holinsky got beat out at Northwestern. He's not their starting quarterback. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, they don't know who their quarterbacks are going to be a week out. Um, oh, man. Sounded like a Vanderbilt, Ken Seals might not win that job. It might be Mike Wright, the dual mm. threat guy. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then um, Missouri's banged up. Like Mookie Cooper, who was supposed to be kind of their version of Wando Robinson, in-state guy transferred from Ohio State. It's going to be like their top slot guy. He got hurt, and he he missed most of fall camp, and Kentucky plays them week two, so we get, keep an eye on that. That would be a big loss for them. So just a little – um, just some stuff. From around uh, training camps. Yeah, that's going on. So just keep keep all that in mind. But the Emory Jones, I think, is the big one. Like, that's going to be one to watch. Like, a lot of Florida people are just trying to, like, ignore it kind of thing. Everything's but fun. If you, if you do any digging – like there and there's there, there's some Georgia people on Twitter that are comparing him to Jeremy Johnson. Do you remember him, the Auburn quarterback in 2015? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, he where was... Gut, Gus claimed all offseason like he's the guy. He's gonna be a dude for us. Auburn was picked to win. That's when Gus was hotter than fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were picked. That was the first team. That was like the last team to get picked to win the conference that wasn't Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they came out and he like Jeremy Johnson was bad. And that, like, there's Georgia fans comparing him to Jeremy Johnson on Twitter. Um, it's just something, uh, just keep that in mind. Just something to watch for Kentucky for sure as we get into the season. We'll be watching, and we're going to have a ton coming up game week. Uh, KSR football podcast on Monday. Uh, there's a new podcast with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, Pin It Deep. That will be out next week. We'll be back with you Tuesday. There's free money, there's also debt. We have enough football to keep you occupied. Over at Kentucky but Sports Radio. You could there's gonna be enough podcast content that you could get a football podcast a day. Yeah. Exactly. Throughout the football season. So it's it's gonna be it's, it's or every, you can just save them for Saturday and binge them, play them while you're at your tailgate. Just, either just, or. Yeah, either or. But we're happy for you all following along. We appreciate support from LaRosa's and my bookie. Just remember when you deposit with my bookie to use that code personnel to get double your money back and 
we'll be back before you know it. I mean, it's it's literally we're turning this off. We're hitting the ground some with some bogs, and we're gonna be back podcasting game week. <sighs> I can smell it like it. Football's here. I'm glad to have Bielema back. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the memes. Oh man, I'm ready for a... the funny clips. I, I, I'm glad to have him back. We're gonna have some funny Bert face. I want like I want a little scuffle, and I want to see him yelling at Frost from across the sideline. I'm, I'm ready for it. Absolutely cannot wait. Enjoy the football this weekend, folks. And remember, go Cats and go Kroger. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.